0: Bon dia. Welcome to the Mixed Fam Abroad Podcast. I'm your host, Yvette, a Chicana mom of two who moved her little familia abroad from Southern California to Porto, Portugal in 2021. In this podcast, you'll hear all about what it's like navigating our mixed and neurodiverse family in a new country. If you're curious about what it's like to move abroad, then you're at the right place. We can't wait to share this new experience with you. Welcome back to the Mixed Femme Abroad podcast. I'm your host, Yvette. I am here with a special guest, my son. And he's going to be joining us to chat all about what it's like surviving a long flight with young children like him. Um, all right. So do you want to say anything to introduce yourself or should we get started to talk about the topic?
1: Uh, yeah, we should start talking about the topic.
0: Okay, great. So just to give you a little bit of context we survived um 15 hours of flight time recently moving from california to portugal we had three flights that we had to get on um, in order to go go from point a which was los angeles to point b which was porto portugal and so The first flight was from LA to Toronto, Canada. That was about five hours. The second flight was from Toronto to Zurich, Switzerland, which was about seven and a half hours. And the third flight was from Zurich to Porto, Portugal. And that was about two and a half hours. And then in between, we had an hour and a half layover each. And we also Arrived to LAX three hours early. And then when we arrived to Portugal, we had to wait an extra hour there because we lost or we realized that we had three missing luggages. Three luggages were lost. So we had to wait to figure that out. And so, in sum, we were actually um, in an airport or flying for 22 hours total. And it was us, we're a family of four. So this is myself, Josh, my son, who's eight years old, and then our baby who is uh, just recently turned one. And so it was quite a lot, wasn't it? <laughs> what, what are your thoughts about the flights? Like, um, what was your experience like? Did it feel like it was super long or did it, was it like harder, easier than you expected?
1: A bit hard.
0: Yeah.
1: Some, the first flight was a bit easy.
0: So it just depends on the flight, huh? Yes. Okay, so yeah, let's, let's talk about um, the things that worked and the things that didn't work. So first, let's have you talk about the things that worked for you, and then I'll chat a little bit about the things that worked for the baby on our three flights. Okay. So what worked for you?
1: The c band
0: yeah so um what he's talking about are these wristbands that we got him called c bands that he wore to help him with motion sickness because all of us um josh myself and my son we are prone to motion sickness and so he wore those on all of his flights anything else that helped you
1: Earplugs?
0: Yes, um, we got special earplugs um, that help with ear pressure because that's another thing that sometimes can affect us is you know just ear pain from all that air pressure being on three flights nonstop um, was a, a lot. so wanted to make sure we had those to help with the ear pressure and to wear them during liftoff and um, when we were kind of what is it like arriving to. Um, Okay, so earplugs. What else? Anything else that helped you kind of navigate the plane and feel a little more comfortable or enjoy your time on the plane?
1: Mm. I'll have to think about it.
0: Uh, Did you wear your um, noise-canceling headphones at all? I don't remember. Uh, No. Okay, well, you're... Your dad definitely used noise-canceling headphones and that I know that helped him on the plane. And that's something that both um, my son and Josh use every now and then to help them. If they ever feel overstimulated from loud noises, um, they like to have noise-canceling headphones. Um, I'll talk about the things that worked for the baby. So with the baby, we um, definitely made use of several toys, old and new toys. Uh, to help keep her entertained so we had a blues clues notepad that has like buttons lights and sounds that was new for her yes um we had a pack of like straws gold colored straws just, she loves straws so any kind of straws worked for her a little bow it was like a little like what is it? Was just, like a bow for a present to help her kind of like mess yes. with it
1: mm-hmm. yeah it was uh shiny pink
0: yes and then we had sticky notes and they were not for us they were just for her to play around and stick them on things stick them on us on herself that kept her entertained for a little while we had these like popping bubble sensory toys you know little poppers some of them were like bracelets and Mm -hmm. others were just like the little um, keychain uh, popping bubbles.
1: They uh, were shaped like bears, wristbands, and watches. And yes. you can pop them, which really entertains you.
0: Mm-hmm. It entertained you too. I think it entertained me also. We were all entertained by them. Another thing that helped her was having certain apps on um, our cell phones. So we had PBS kids app with some downloaded videos. We had the, there's these two, I think they're called originator apps. Um, one of them is for learning Spanish and another one is for learning numbers. It's called endless one, two, three. And she really likes those two apps. And so we kept those, we didn't have a ton of apps, but just a couple that she's familiar with that we kept on our cell phones. We have them on the app on the iPad too, but We actually ended up not using the iPad that much during the flights. Another thing that was like really important and critical to have for the baby were snacks. And so for her, we kept a range of fruit bars, fruit and veggie puree pouches, including prune pouches. We didn't bring any other kind of solid foods like these really popular baby crackers because she tends to get Constipated, and so we didn't want her dealing with any kind of constipation pain during the flight, which is again, why we brought the prunes. And so that helped a lot because we couldn't really rely on the airplane food at all. And we didn't know if she was gonna like it, or we were, what kind of food, or if we were gonna get any food. And so we definitely relied a lot on snacks. Another thing we relied on was having baby formula. And we did that because if she was older, we would have brought like shelf stable milk packs. Um, but since she, you know, was just about a year old, we kept her on the formula a little longer and um, used that and just kept water with us to be able to uh, make the milk for her right before her naps. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Emmy has another thing that. Um, he realized that helped him during the flight. I'm glad you brought it up because that's actually a helpful tip for adults too. so go ahead.
1: Uh, one of the things that could entertain you is uh, blowing gum. Mm-hmm. Now to do bubble gum, you can like <laughs> Are you try
0: teach them?
1: <laughs> you can uh, first chew it into all the taste. oh my gosh the sugar is all out and then you can (laughs) split it
0: with your tongue (laughs) with
1: your tongue you can
0: i don't think they need to learn uh, or they don't need you to teach them how to blow a bubble but actually i one thing you didn't bring up about the bubble gum is that Bubble gum is helpful because if you focus on uh, chewing gum, the the chewing apparently can help with ear pressure. So that's why we brought you the gum, not for you to blow the bubble gum and be entertained, but rather for you to chew the gum during the liftoff. So that way, um, the chewing would help you with your ear pressure. Did you know that? No. Oh, well, that's why we had gum.
1: Now you know. (laughs) You
0: learn a new thing every day. Yep, I know. I, I learned a lot of things from you too. Mm-hmm. Another thing that helped with the baby was having our baby carrier because we use that the entire time during our airport time. So in LA, in Toronto, in Zurich, in Portal, we use the baby carrier to get everywhere. So that was super helpful. Another thing that we used that was a, a game changer, life cha- <laughs> lifesaver, um, was a baby bag that we bought. and we, we didn't buy it for the flight. We already had it. Um, but it, that baby bag is one of those three-in-one convertible bag. It turns into a little crib. Um, you can find them online, and um, they're not super expensive either. We found a relatively affordable one for just like under forty dollars. And that is, you know, baby bag. So we packed everything that we needed in there. We packed her snacks, her, her um, diapers, her wipes, change, extra change of clothes, toys, etc. So we had everything in there. But during one of the flights, we thought that we were going to be able to use the bassinet. But it turns out that the bassinet was too small for her and we couldn't rely on it. So it was really, really nice to be able to have that three-in-one bag, convert it into a little crib, put her in the crib and have her sleep in it. So that was really, really helpful. And then we brought her baby sleep sack. So that helped to get her um, ready for her bedtime because one of the flights was at night. And so it's just to keep her, keeping her on her nap routine and sleeping routine was really helpful. And the sleep sack helped her kind of get in that that mental space of like, okay, it's bedtime now. And similarly, we also had her baby sleeping time music playlist on our phones. So we could play the, we played the music to get her to go to sleep on the longest flight. And she was able to sleep for four hours, which is a good amount of time. You know, she she could have slept longer, but you know, it was, was (laughs) we'll take the four hours out of a seven and a half hour flight, that's not, not bad at all. And then the, I guess just um, same conversation when it comes to kind of coordinating the nap routine and sleeping time routine is if you can, we tried to make sure that our flight, we had that the longest flight was at night. So that way she could spend a good amount of time sleeping. Some flights are straight flights from, you know, the US to Europe and could be like a 14-hour flight and might be during the day and and that can be harder to get kids to sleep for a longer period of time. All right, so now I think is a good time to talk about what didn't work on the flight. What do you think was the hardest or what are things that you're that you're like, "Hmm, I thought I was going to use this but I
1: didn't." pills for
0: emotion, motion sickness. Oh yeah. So I had drama mean packed for for Josh and for Emmy because they get really bad motion sickness more worse than me. In fact, Josh has been close to throwing up in some cases when I've traveled with him. And so I brought that with us, you know, just to take for as a precaution. Josh took them, he was fine. Um, I think I, for one flight took them and then I think you took one too, right? But you didn't really like it. <laughs> He's not used to taking any kind of medication and any kind of pills. So he did not like it, did not want to take any more. So he took one and that was it, no more. So that didn't quite work for you. What else? Uh, yeah, we can talk about that, about the baby and how she got so sick after the flight. Um, near the end what about for you though what anything else that maybe didn't work for you because i feel like you didn't really use the ipad as much as you thought you were going to use it
1: yeah Uh, they had built in ipads in the
0: in in the seats huh
1: yeah but only in a few Mm
0: -hmm. so some of the um some of the Planes had seats where you could pull out a little iPad screen, almost like the way that you pull out um, uh, a desk. If you go like to certain college classrooms, they'll have like desk where you pull out the little kind of tray or the little desk from under your seat. So we pulled out the screen from under the seat, and it looked like an iPad. And so Emmy was able to watch, what, movie or show on there? Yeah. Yeah, so so he didn't really need his own, um, he didn't need a tablet at all. Um, What else? So for for the baby, what didn't work was we had counted on requesting bassinet, and clearly it didn't work out for us because it was too small, and also the flight attendants took a while to even help us with that, only to realize that it wasn't going to work. Um, we also, I was hoping to be able to have the baby walk down the aisles uh, to help her kind of just stay mobile and active and entertained. That was not an option at all because of COVID protocols, which I completely understand. So we had to stay in our seats the whole time. Um, we couldn't really rely on any airport or um, airplane food. So that was a little hard, especially for me because. I have a very strict plant-based diet and the more I stray from it, the more flare-ups I get with my stomach and other issues. So um, relying on any kind of outside food was hard, didn't quite work for us. And perhaps the food might have made the baby sick too, because she threw up by the time we arrived in Porto, poor baby. Um, and we don't know how much of it was just all the motion or the food too. Um, what else didn't work? Yeah, you can talk about about that.
1: So when we uh, carried the luggages into the conveyor belt, they were still in Air Canada. But luckily, Dad put tracking.
0: The air tags.
1: Air tags, uh, so if we lost any Mm -hmm. luggages, uh we could track them three of our luggages
0: yeah so we lost three luggages which is why we had to spend an extra hour at the airport when we arrived to portal and um like we mentioned in another episode actually that we had air tags on them and that was something we decided to do we took pictures of all the luggages and we put air tags in them to be able to track them just in case of anything I didn't think we were gonna need them, but I'm so glad we did because that's how we were able to identify that they never left Canada. So they, our luggages went from LAX to, from LA to Toronto, Canada and never left there. And it wasn't until we identified them, tracked them that they were able to start searching for them. And then we finally got them a few days later, a few days after we arrived. Um, another thing I mentioned earlier that didn't quite work were just tablets. So we we had, you know, tablets that we brought with us and we didn't really use them. Um, we had things like disposable placemats to put on like the little table, the little trays, and we didn't really use them that much. So that wasn't necessary um, because we instead just used disinfecting wipes and wipe surfaces and used our hand sanitizer a lot um and yeah i mean i don't know what else didn't work i think trying to sleep <laughs> we yes. tried and it didn't quite work huh? <laughs>
1: yes it was just the noise we couldn't really fall asleep because of the air pressure noise
0: yeah although you could have worn your headphones but you know live and learn so I think that's everything for today's episode on surviving, surviving a long flight. We were traveling for 22 hours. That is a long time. That's a whole, whole day. And we went without sleep and without our usual foods. And somehow we did it. Do you feel accomplished that we did that?
1: Yes. And one of the things... To be exact, it was actually two hours. We would have to be in a plane for two more hours. To be and we exact. were on an
0: airplane for 15 hours total out of the 22. Isn't that wild? Yes. Yeah, that was a long, that's the longest flight I've ever been on. <laughs> or the longest set of airtime I've been on. Um, yeah, so that that was our experience, traveling with young children from the perspective of the adult and the child themselves. One other thing. Uh,
1: this may be the longest episode from the two that you already released.
0: <laughs> this is actually going to be, I think it's going to be episode number four. Oh. Pretty cool, huh? Interesting. So you get to have your own little special um feature in episode four and maybe you'll come on future episodes too if you have other ideas for things you want to talk about about what it's like being an American kid abroad you can talk about that or what it's like being a mixed kid abroad being neurodivergent abroad all these things you could talk about if you want to if not I'm happy to do them on my own yeah sure. all right you want to say goodbye to everyone Goodbye. Okay, we'll talk to you all next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us in the Mixed Fam Abroad podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or email us your review at mixedfamabroad at gmail.com. You can also show your support by following us on Instagram with the same username, at MixedFamAbroad. Adeus!